Avenue on page Samach. I want to thank again my friends Rina and Yisrael Fuchs for opening up their home and Bechlal for all the the entire year that we were zaycha to, to learn together such a special safe and we'll be able to continue Mitzvah Shem if I wish to continue in Yerushalayim but <clears throat> to be able to continue to Mitzvah Shem to finish the safer after speaking at length about the simple hakara, the simple recognition that there's a creator that there's a barrier ayalam and what does that mean and to think about that and to live with that awareness after that we began learning last time how the next thing that we have to think about which seems also like the, just like the first it seems very obvious but we're learning how the obvious is not is, is not obvious and we're not living with what's, what's, what's supposed to be obvious the next thing is the hakara the recognition that, that I'm a nivra that we're, that we're created by the Barisha in opposition to that the Yitzhahara that's called Paro inside of us, that way of thinking that's called the Paro way of thinking, right? We spoke about last time, how Paro is alive, that Koch of Paro. And the way of Paro is that he created himself. And that sounds just like the most ridiculous thing in the world. How do you create yourself? You can't make anything, certainly not oneself. And we didn't get to that yet to understand what is the Indian of living with that awareness that I'm created by Hashem's birth. And we might not really even get to that yet tonight, to the pinimius of that, which he's going to talk about in a few pages. But if you be, we're up to ice ayin hay on the bottom of page samach. If you don't have, try to look inside with somebody. The Tzaddik here says over and over again how we can never take for granted the Nekudos, what are called the Nekudos Pshutais. The simple Nekudos that are supposed to be, that are supposed to be, as we said a minute ago, obvious to us, but they're far from, they're far from obvious in terms of how we live. Because if, as we've been talking about the whole year, if they would be so clear to us when we would be living with this belief in Hashem, and we'd be living with a belief that, we, that we're created by God and therefore our entire life is purely, purely for the purpose of serving Him. We were created by Him and we're created by Him in order to serve Him. Even though it, it makes sense to us and we understand it intellectually, still we're not able to live with that emunah, even though it's so obvious. So therefore the tzaddik says here that we have to go back always to the beginning. That our Avaidas Hashem should be built upon clear, emesdic, strong foundation. This is really the problem that this Sefer, the entire Sefer is addressing this problem of how all of our issues that we have in life with Yiddishkeit and Sveikis and problems and our inability or difficulty in observing certain things and so on and being over certain things, it all comes from a basic weakness in the Yisaitis of our Muna and the foundation of the simple foundation of our faith, which if that would be strong, our entire lives would be different. And because at some point it was just taken for granted, of course there's a God and of course He created you and so on. And then after that, 
things became complicated. The only way to unravel this complication is by coming back to the basic side of, of who we are and and what the tachlis of life is. Kol adam shiyavad b'tzurazu. Any person who serves Hashem in this way, meaning with the basis of simple faith, in the right way, as soon as we make emuna something which is alive and tangible in us, as we've been talking about throughout the Sefer, Many of the difficulties that many of the difficulties in our lives in, in our in our Yiddishkeit that we knew of before will disappear right away. Or will at least at least get much weaker. These problems will become much weaker. As long as the light of simple faith is not shining strongly in the soul of a Jew who's serving God, the soul of a person is filled with a great darkness. And all of, all the ramifications that that has upon a person's life, and all the confusion. And all the difficulties in, 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 in making a decision. Today, I had a conversation with a very, very, very Choshevitz Adekis. It was a decision of where her eighth grader should go next year to school. That's not from New York at all, but somebody from out of town. And in that place, there's a choice of a few schools. And, and, and she was telling me about the different schools. And, and I said, you know, she's, there are different milas with the different schools. And I said, you should try to send to the school where, the, where there's the most Yerushalayim. Right, where there's the, where there's a feeling of the of the strongest Yerushalayim, because nowadays children have to contend with a billion trillion things, right, and and the parents and the mechanchim generally don't have an idea of what's going on. There are a couple of there are a couple of rabbis on the streets that and, and maybe you know some some of their wives that, that have an idea of some stuff that's really going on, but you know if you talk to any any person that went through the system, talk to them three four years later. And tell and say, tell me the truth. What was going on? It's nothing to do with what the parents thought or with what the teachers or principals thought. Very, very little to do with that. So you need to have a lot of yoshemayim in a place where there's a strong, as strong an atmosphere of yoshemayim as possible. But it was hard for her to hear this because she's worried about, you know, there are other considerations with every child. There are other considerations, which is true. In other words, uh, the other school offers more. You know, certain more things in the curriculum, and more there's there's a greater diversity of this and diverse, which is all important stuff. But if a person lives with the emuna pshuta, with simple emuna, and what we're talking about, then one has to ask this question: Am I placing my child in a situation where there is the strongest influence of Yerushalayim that I could find for him, that I could find for her? All the other things are, are nice and we could talk about it and try to fix and try to help and try to be active in the school, try to get extra uh, a, a tutor, whatever it is. But the ikh is Yashamai. So all of the all the complications come from not from not remembering and not thinking about it and not living with the simple amuna in Hashem is Baruch and why we're here in this world. And because of that we have tremendous darkness in our souls and we're constantly torn 
and confused about what to do. Ein or Yosef Bahir Umavhik There isn't a light that is stronger and clearer than simple faith. And that's what we want. We want just to have it simple. Weren't you ever weren't you ever jealous of a little child? I feel that way all the time. To be jealous of a child and the and the simple the simple way of a child before you eat from the Etadas, right? Before we all of us already have eaten from the tree of knowledge. But when you're eating from the Etzachaim and it's the tree of life and it's that simple emuna, so then then it's not so complicated. It's like a, like like you know, if a little if a child's learning in the yeshiva, if he or she is learning in the yeshiva, and and the and and the mother's on the telephone talking about a friend, so the child will say, "Mom, you're not allowed to do that. That's lashon hara." So the kid never learned shmis lashon, didn't join any anti shmis lashon club, doesn't have any calendars or pictures of the chavot time, doesn't have, hasn't attended any of the you know yearly seminars against lashon hara. But the kid just says, "I think you know you're not supposed to talk like that." You could say any fancy thing you want to explain why. Why you did it? But if we had that simple emuna, life would be a lot, <clears throat> would be a lot better, be a lot, would be a lot clearer. Because there's nothing that's clearer than that than that emuna pshuta. Because or is there chaser benefesh haadam? Three lines up from the bottom of Samach. And when that light of simple faith is lacking, <clears throat> when one is deficient in that simple in that simple light, chaser laadam is or harishamni. Hatohor. Then that person is missing the most basic, the most basic beginning, beginning, pureness, light of pureness, upon which everything in our lives is supposed to be built. So you you could say over all kinds of pshatlach about what a muna is and what a muna means and 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 all kinds of things, but and that's why there are things that, that happen within the so-called orthodox world, whatever that is nowadays, is a little confusing, but there are things that happen, and, and if you just ask, and if you just look at it through the eyes of a child and say, what's the Ratzon Hashem? From the perspective of simple Amunah, is this what Hashem's Baruch wants? It's not that complicated. It's not that complicated. Of course, we have to always learn and try to understand, but it's not, it's not complicated. All, the, all that's convoluted and complicated is in the absence of that simple amuna. Vanefesh chosha atzvus v'chayser behiras. Hear what he says? He says that in the absence of this clear, basic light of simple faith, the soul experiences sadness and a, and a lack of clarity. Sadness. It causes sadness because the confusion, the sveik, has caused terrible sadness. Children are happy. They only become sad because over the years they watch us being sad. The children themselves are happy. The sadness comes from the confusion, from the svekas, from the complications. The chacham is, how is it possible for us to, to be sophisticated adults and at the same time to be totally simple and unsophisticated in our faith? To be totally simple. V'af even if there's, even if you we don't understand why am I feeling sad? Why why do I have this darkness inside of me? Even if we don't know why. The top of But that's the truth. In other words, you could explain and it's the same thing by the way, 
all the whatever a therapist is doing with a Jew, whatever a therapist is trying to help a Jew, all the secondary problems and, the, and then beyond all the secondary problems that are, that have developed over the years upon this person's soul, the underlying yisaid of simple emuna is not well, and if the underlying yisaid if the underlying foundation of simple faith would be intact, strong, and well, then the darkness would be then there would be no darkness in that person. There would be no sadness. I'm not talking about what God forbid there's a medical issue or something like that. There are number of things that people have to go through. But no matter no matter what a person has experienced in life, that's why you could see two people. And everybody knows the famous Maisev, there was a Yid that came to the Mizrach Shemagid, about Yad Yatsaris, and this Tzar, that Tzar, what should, how should he live, how could he go on? And Mizrach Shemagid said, you have to go speak to the Rebbe Abzushi, right? Everybody knows this story, you can't speak to it. Now, the Rebbe Abzushi had the most miserable life on earth. I'm not going to go through the details, it was a horror story, as far as what he experienced, and, and service, and loss, and sickness, and so on, from the time he was in the world. And this Yid came to the Rebbe and he said that the, that the Magid sent me to you to talk, that you would help me to understand the Indian of Tsaris and how to live with Tsaris and the Rebbe Abzushi said I don't know why he sent I don't know why he sent you to me I never had any Tsaris I don't know I can't really talk about it from experience so what does that mean? the, the Rebbe Abzushi was a fool? he was the deepest person on earth anybody knows from the stories about the Rebbe Abzushi that he lived with the faith of a little child that's how, that's how he was no matter how no matter what he went through, he remained with that simple amount of therefore he never lost that dehirus, that clarity. Any other person that would have been through those trials, that's why the message of Mike had sent this Jew to him. Any other person that would have been through that would have been through even one millionth of those tsars would have would have been thrown into unbelievable turmoil. Would have been stuck in a terrible, terrible place. You could have a person that that, that could be Whose entire life could be turned around from something that's that's that another person would say, you know, that's that's really nothing, that that's not that serious. And the person would say, well, it's very serious to me. And all of these discussions that it's serious to you, it's not serious to me, it's serious to me, it's not serious. To me. All of these things where people get so insulted and hurt, like you know, you hear some friends say, you know, I don't know how I'm going to go on with my life because my girl didn't show up today. And, and you'd say, oh, you know, there's a way to live without the girl showing up. You could, you know, take care of your kid yourself or something, or whatever you, you know, you do what you have to do. So, so you, you know, you walk away thinking, well, what's the matter with this person? And then you have some other minion, and that person will be hurt, how can you don't understand hurt sorrow, because it means something to her, because she really does have a hard time without the girl. And, and then you have some other minion that, that bothers you, and she doesn't understand what you're in. And all of, the, all of these complications, all of these complications arise from all this darkness comes from this lack of the simple yisoyed of emunipshuta, of simple faith. Nefesh below emunazaka tahiru bihira, a soul that does not have, that is not filled with a clear and pure faith. Nechsala, nechsarla es or ha'iris. It is missing the light of all lights. Es ha'or sha'al of tzarech livnais es kol shar ha'iris. Is the light upon which you have to build all future lights, all holiness, all that's good in your life, all the Yiddishkeit, all Teremitzvahs, all Midas Taivas. Everything that we are is built upon that light of lights, which is simple faith in what we're learning. That there's a creator, uh, that li- not 
and all that we spoke about, the whole part of the Sefer, what that means to live with that awareness, that devakas, that, that to live with it and it's alive within us. And the second thing that he's going into now, which is the emunah that, that he created me, that I'm created by him. I didn't create myself. It's not my life. I didn't create my life, nor did my parents, or did any other influences uh, create me. But the master of the world created me in this life, in this world, with this husband, with this wife, with these children, with this environment, with my background, with my chinuch, in order that I should serve him. In order that I should serve him. And upon that simple faith, everything else, Tzarek Livna says, Kol Shar HaOyvis, all the other lights are built, Tzarek Mitzvahs. Nishtadol Bez HaShem LaHavis HaDvarim. I'm going to try to clarify this. Laman Yizke Kol Asher, so that anybody who wants to really have this, to come back to this, to return to this simple faith, pure faith in Hashem, and with this one can acquire true joy and true happiness. So that one can have a very solid foundation to the true service of Hashem. He's really going back to the beginning, right? In the beginning, the Rav created heaven and earth. Which we don't even know what that means. Whenever the Chavetz Chaim felt some sort of a spiritual weakness, whenever he felt in his life something that was not the way that it should be in Rochnius, this is recorded by his son and brought down in the Swarm. That whenever the Chavetz Chaim felt that there was something in his Ruchnius that was weak, he would take out a Chumash, or by heart, he would go over the six days of creation. The beginning of Bereshis. He would go over the creation of the world, the six days of creation, in Shabbos. He would read in the Chumash then. Until, until, until you read creation. And he would learn it on the simplest level. Can you imagine he didn't he didn't have to go Chavitzheim didn't have to go to get uh, you know to CDs or MP3s and he didn't have to he didn't have to go for all kinds of he took out a chumash which everybody has a chumash. Even then, when they were so poor and had so few svarim, he took out a chumash. And it doesn't say he took out a chumash with Mikos Gedalus and all a million mefarshim to understand. He took out a chumash and he read Ma'aseh Bereishis. And he read it in a simple way. She says, Yitamla Yadam, the Kilo Chavetz Chaim Ayachasib Yidim Nibaras Ayla. Mas Chavetz Chaim has to read Bereishis. The Chavetz Chaim is missing something in his belief of who created the world, that the world that there's a God and that He created the world in six days, and then it was Shabbos. The Chavetz Chaim is missing in that. He didn't know every single. He didn't know every single Rashi and Ramban. He didn't know the Abar He didn't know the Malbim. He didn't know there's something missing. The Chavetz Chaim's knowledge of Ma'aseh Bereishis. Why well, he was having certain spiritual weakness, and does that mean when he had some sort of doubt in, in things, and then what did he, that he would have to take out the Chumash and start from the beginning to be able to give himself some strength? Of course not. Certainly not. There was no. The Chavzam didn't have any sveikus. When he had some spiritual, some weakening in his spirituality, it didn't mean that he had, God forbid, doubts of God's existence. That's not Chavetz Chaim. So what does it mean? Because the because the the answer to our the, the the secret to our lives 
And to all of our happiness is to be able to read the Chumash like the Chavetz Chaim. To be able to read Gracious like the Chavetz Chaim. If we knew how to do that, things would be good. No matter what would happen, things would still be good. If we knew how to learn to read the Chumash like the Chavetz Chaim read it. And we can. If we want to, we can. So we need to learn how did the Chavetz Chaim, how did the Chavetz Chaim read Gracious in a way that's different from us. Where again, if it was, then we would have you know, a, a seminar on the creation of the world and all the different view of the Mepharshim on how the world was created. Or nowadays they try to have something, you know, uh, uh, the Kabbalistic, uh, the, the Kabbalistic, Kabbalist view of creation to try to draw in more people at some singles event somewhere, right? So, the Chavetz Chaim just read the Chumash. So how do we read the Chumash like the Chavetz Chaim? How do we do that? Elabir Advarm Hu. Sha'af Kasher Adam Margish Chulsha Verifian Betal Matari Vishadvarn. But what we're learning from this story, before we even try, because he's going, to, he's going to learn with us a little bit like how the Chavetz Chaim learned. We'll see that in, in a little while. But before we get to that, he explains that when a person feels, for instance, he says, a certain chulsha, a certain weakening, the Talmud Torah, in his desire to learn, he's, right, he's talking to a fellow that's in yeshiva, that's in Karl, and a person feels a certain weakness in his desire to learn. Vishadvar. Or whatever else it is, it's not uh, it's not learning. It's something else. But there's a certain chulsha, there's a certain weakness. The person feels a certain weakness. Ein What we're learning now, and and everybody has to really really understand this and think about this all the time, is that is that the shirish, the root of that weakness that you have in a particular mitzvah, whatever that mitzvah is. Or the weakness that a person has, God forbid, in a, in, in a certain avayr that you feel, that you see that you, that you have a weakness for a certain avayr. The shayrish is never ever in that thing itself. The root of the problem is never in that thing itself. In other words, if there's a problem that a person has, let's say, with Shabbos, the root of that is never in, in Shabbos. If there's a problem that a person has in sneers, in what, in, in what a person is wearing, a man or a woman is wearing, it's never an issue of hearing another, another. really it's not an issue of hearing another, another lecture on sneeze. It's not it. Never. That's why it, it's kemat a waste of time to lecture, to speak to women about the Indian of sneeze. It's, it, usually it's negative and it, has, and it causes, uh, causes more problems than good to talk about sneeze. And I never ever feel that it's a good thing to get up and to start dashing to women about how their skirts and sleeves and hair and all that stuff. You know, of course, we have to be more the Indian to understand the shorish of it. Whenever there's a problem with one's Yiddishkeit, it's not that what it seems to be. It's not that. So a person's having a hard time learning, it's not because of Tyre. Same thing, by the way, if you're having a problem with a certain media, you find yourself getting angry all the time. And you want to control your anger. It's not a problem of your temper. It's not a problem of your temper. You have a problem with Shalom Bayes, a husband and a wife? It's not a problem with Shalom Bayes. That sounds crazy. So what does that mean? When you take away all of the layers, what it comes down to always is Amunah Pshuta. Simple faith. Even in a relationship between a husband and wife, sometimes, of course, there could be, of 
course, there could be an abusive situation. Someone says things that are not well. But I'm talking about mostly Ruba de Ruba. Jews are nice people. And the husbands and wives are nice people. They should be able to stay married and be happy until 120. Ruba de Ruba, most of the problems, it's not because of a marriage issue. It's because of a moon. Now, can you imagine saying that somebody, someone's going to come into my office and they're having this huge fight and the whole problem, and I say, well, you guys just have to, just have, to have more amuna. Shkari. <laughs> it sounds crazy, right? It sounds crazy. Somebody comes in, some, some woman comes in, tells me that for the last 10 years I'm struggling with covering my hair. I can't cover my hair. I don't know. I don't, I, sometimes I do, then I don't want to. I do, I don't want to. So I say, amuna. It's like I remember when I was a kid and I was in camp. So no matter what happened to you, they gave you this thing called aspergum. I don't know if you remember this. There was this chewable aspirin. Like it, was, like it was the most horrible thing. So I remember in camp, if you broke your leg, if you, if, you, if you gashed your forehead, no matter what it was, there was this old lady, an old Jewish lady, Mrs. Schlissel, and Mrs. Schlissel just gave you an aspergum. No matter what happened to you. Maybe it worked. I don't know whether it did or didn't. But it, it was no matter what, it was just, that's what it is. Is that, is that true? <clears throat> the Bems is true. Of course you can't say that. So what do I do when I have these conversations with people and with myself? So then you have to you have to make a whole try to make a whole big 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 thing. But if the person would really be smart, they would walk out from what I'm talking to them or some and would say, I think he's talking to me about Amuna. <laughs> that's what it always is. Every single time, that's all it is. Because the Yisait HaYisait is the Or HaOris, the foundation of foundations, the light of lights, which is simple faith. When it's weak, then all other illnesses, sicknesses, all other ailments creep into a person's life. Therefore, the Indian that a Jewish woman would not dress properly, God forbid, according to Halacha, that has nothing to do with anything social, or she might tell you my background, I had a bad experience because I had an old rabbi and he yelled at me about being sneezed or something, and that's why I insist on you know, dressing this way. Or I don't believe in, you know, that that's what the Torah had in mind, you know, and I, I saw once a painting of, you know, of, uh, I saw once a painting of, of Michal Basol and her sleeves were short, so why can't mine be short? All of those things, all of, the, all of those discussions, all of those arguments, all of those arguments are not getting to the underlying side of what it is. It's not it. Not to say that that stuff is silly. The person has different in the life. You all have a million paklach now. Everybody has a million paklach. A million paklach. But the shayrish is emuna. It's simple emuna. Shuga emuna. That's the side of yisaidus. And when a person's amuna is strong, then they don't get fablonja, they don't get lost in all these secondary things. It's right, you had an angry rabbi that yelled at you about sneeze. That's true. And we hope that Hashem has forgiven him. He's long left the world, and in the world of truth, God told him that he has to give different kinds of shiur. But I'm sure he didn't mean to hurt anybody, right? And that's why 30 years later, you still can't bring yourself to dress properly because of some old rabbi when you were in seventh grade told you that you look like a, you know, you look like a shiks or something. You know, one of these beautiful sentences that that girl sometimes hear growing up, or they used to, not anymore, but in the old days. And my rabbi used to say to us, well, he tells us all the time, you're a guy, you're a shagitzen. You know, he tells us all the time. Anything that we did, you're a guy. That's how, we, that's how I grew up. My father told me that no matter what you do, you're a yid. And I came to school and said, no matter what I did, I was a guy. And this is how I lived like this, you know, in school and at home. But, but because of some shmuz that you heard 20 years ago, 
someone said that ah, I, so, so some lady said to me she doesn't cover the hair so why doesn't she wear a shadow because this whole thing that shadow is big fake because the ladies trying to look fancier than they do that I said what are you supposed to okay, say that's all the moon that's why you don't cover your hair because the ladies are faking because they're wearing fancy shadows so therefore you're teaching God a lesson not to cover what does that mean <laughs> What does it mean? All these diburim are diburim that are just not emuna. It's all words of, of without emuna, without simple emuna. That's all. And not to say that's not a problem. There is a problem going on with stuff. We you know with I don't know what with this the, the, the hair. But but that's not the aside. That's not the underlying reason that you're doing something that is unpleasing to the master of the world, that the, that the creator of the world doesn't want. If you if, if you believe in him and live with him, and if you live with the belief that he created you to serve him, then don't talk about secondary, tertiary things that are unrelated to the underlying sight of who you are, which is that you're a Jew. And stop talking about what other people do and what this one said and what that rabbi spoke about and what I saw in this book or I heard in that lecture. Stop talking about that and just be simple. A simple mom in Hashem. And he's explaining that Sadiq says, I'm not saying that you don't believe in God. I'm not saying that you, that you, have, a, that you have problems in the Muna. Just like the Chabbat had no doubts in God's existence, and yet he would take out three braces. There's nothing in your brain. You don't have any intellectual questions about God's existence. That's not the issue. The issue is. No matter what your problem is, it's one issue. And and if you're saying that this is simplistic, it's because you're lacking in Amuna. That's why you're saying it's simplistic. The, the, the one issue is that Amuna and Hashem, the Creator, and that He created you, is weak inside. It's not felt. I mean, you, intellectually you know it, like we've been learning the whole cipher. But you don't feel it in your heart. You don't feel it. It doesn't penetrate the kishkas. And that's why you could be using the same arguments about why you do this and don't do that 30, 40, 50 years later, take them with you and Sanjik into the grave. The same silly arguments about this and that. When in the root of all roots, Amuna, there is a weakness, then Nailad Mikar, Chulshabitamatar, then there's that. One of the symptoms of that is that this guy doesn't feel like learning. It's a symptom of a, of a weakness in a moon. All the other things are symptoms. If a person, we said before, if a person has a, a terrible, a terrible temper, a cause, a cause, a destructive cause. So I said before, his problem is not his temper. His problem is a moon. The Chazal said it. Kalakayis is key of a desire. Somebody loses his temper. It's like he's worshiping an idol. So what is Chazal telling us? You're not an idol worshiper. You don't have to get killed for losing your temple. What does it mean to be compared to an idol worshiper? It means that it means emuna. Is not there's something missing in emuna? That obviously you're taking this thing so seriously that somebody said to you that you're going, you're acting like a nut and screaming. That means that you're forgetting that there's a creator of the world and that there's a and that and, and that and that the and to live with hashgacha protest and to and to have emuna pshut in Hashem, then you wouldn't you wouldn't react that way. So anger is a symptom of a, of a deeper problem, which is, a, which is a, a dimness in the light of faith. Anger is one of the symptoms. And all the other details, and all of the areas of one's Avadis Hashem in this world, paid Samach Beis. This burning of the nearer, 
Hachafetz Chaim Shahid Gedoli Hadar Mamish. Everybody in all camps accepted that the Chafetz Chaim was from the Gedoli Hadar. Everybody, Chsidim, Misnagim, everybody, Svadim, universally loved, respected, and revered the Chafetz Chaim. Gam Hu Nohag Ba'atzmai Kain, and he did this also. Even a person of the Chafetz Chaim's love. What did he do? We see what the Chavetz Chaim would do to strengthen himself. Would be not to learn Zohar and Kabbalah things. To strengthen himself, he went back to the very beginning. He went and he reviewed Parshas Bereshis. Simply. And he didn't do that with all kinds of deep, deep investigations and, and inquiries. Ella he went back to the most simple level, the most basic nekudas of emunah. He would review very simply the psukim of Maisebreshes, of creation, and he would look once again in, in a simple and deep way. Simple and deep. That doesn't mean trying to say a pshat or a fancy thing or mafarshim, but to take Bereshis to heart. It doesn't mean just to read it, obviously, but to think about it, to think about these words. So the author writes, you should know, you should know my, my, my precious brothers. That what we learn from this Chavaz Chaim is a great secret of life. Hanefesh yusa hipshuta the chalaka ad b'ma'id. The soul in its in its pnimius in its essence is absolutely simple and straight, smooth, simple and clear. That's all we want is to be like children again. The soul itself of a Jew is simple. It's not fancy. It's simple. It craves for simple truths. It's chalishing for something which is clear and simple. Therefore, if a person is seeking to awaken the inner, the inner life of the soul, if a person is trying to awaken the pnimius and nefesh, kitsurasa b'taharasa in its pure form, nitzvach lakach harchavish l'nekudas abshudas biyosa. The only way that you could do that, really, is by expanding. And strengthening your connection to the simple nakudas, because that's what the nisham, that's what the nefesh is craving for. It itself is simple, and it needs an infusion of simplicity, clarity. Bisus shayrish hamuna hapshuta. It needs to be strengthened in the basis of the root of simple faith. Vaishis to begin with, shayesh baril island that is a creator of the world. As we spoke about before. And after that, which now we're, 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 he's entering into, to establish with clarity the truth that he's the creator and I'm created. I didn't make myself. I'm created by him. Until this, until these, which are the basis of our Muna, is clear is alive and clear in a tangible way inside of you. 
where the soul can recognize and can feel this and touch this, this, these truths all the time. It shouldn't be small in our eyes to try to go back and to behave in the way of the Holy Grandfather, the Chavetz Chaim. We should try to be like that. Just like the Chavetz Chaim, to work hard to try to establish deep within us the root of all roots. Which is simple faith in all its clarity and pureness. The root of all of the problems that we see in our souls. As I said before, we identify the external, the external symptoms of of a deeper issue, and we and therefore, when a person goes to therapy, and when a person talks to people, when a person tries to work out an Indian, if he only is working on the symptoms, on the external on the reality of those complications in his life, they're only branches, meaning that they're outgrowths of a deeper problem. This is what we're learning. The root and the source of, these, of all of these complications and problems in truth it's in the depths of a person's soul. In the shirish and the root of a Yiddish and the sham of a Jewish soul. Every Jew, the shirish of each and every one of us is Avram Avinu. How did, how did this big project called Am Yisrael begin? How did Yiddishkeit begin? It all started with Avram Avinu and his faith. As a child, Ben Chazal say when he was three years old, he recognized, he believed that there was a creator. Certainly the way that Avram Avinu came to his Amunah and the way that you and I come to Amunah, it's a different, a different way that we were. Look, we already have the fortune of having a, a, a tremendous, unbelievable heritage, a tradition of faith that we receive from our, our ancestors. We have all of that. We have the, and we have the Torah. He didn't have that. His father was an idol worshiper. And he didn't have any Torah. So he, he had to come to his Amuna in a most remarkable way. And, and we receive this from our parents and grandparents. What is it that they both share in common? Meaning, Avram Avinu and ourselves, what do we share in common? One thing that we all have in common with Avram Avinu is, the beginning of everything is, the beginning of everything, the Yisaita Yisaita, the foundation of foundations is, true faith in a living God. That's how Avram Avinu started, and that's how we start. How do we, we have, a, we have, Many advantages over Avraham Avinu because of all the stuff that was given to us. But there's no difference between what we all need to begin with. We need exactly what Avraham Avinu needed, which is simple amunah, a belief in a living God, in a living God, in a Bari Ayla, in the Creator, and that He created us. That's, that's the same amunah that Avraham Avinu 
established within himself as the as the essence of who he was. And that's exactly what you and I need to do. There's no difference after all of these years. Nothing has changed in that respect. He says, for instance, people have a very, very big problem, of course, with Lashon Har. We even know certain people that we like to talk about that have major problems with Lashon Har. <laughs> right? So, Lashon Har is a very hard thing, and many, many people fail in the Indian of Lashon Har. Many people have, it's a very, especially for men, it's a very thing, boys, bachem, when it comes to looking at the wrong things. Many people, many, many people are nixal in this. Many fail in this Indian. For Chetayim and other similar things. They try to use all kinds of methods to fix these problems. Like I was talking about before. So they will have the, they will have the daily dosage of Chavis, you know, Shemiz Alashim. And they'll have, you know, they'll read different English books and explanations, and they'll go to a Chavzheim, to a Shemizalashim gathering and watch Shemizalashim, you know, videos and DVDs and so on. And they'll try, and, and they're hearing wonderful things about, you know, all Shirim and Halachas, to try to address the problem of Lashon Har. And, and all these other Inyan, or whatever the problem is, looking at the wrong things and so on. Yesh Leida, one should know. That the root of all of these sins is not the lack of believing in your brain that there's a God, but a problem that you're not living in a tangible, real way with that faith being mamish, alive and burning inside of you. If that were true, then there wouldn't be a problem with Lashon There wouldn't be a problem. There wouldn't be a problem with, with looking at the wrong things. Therefore, if you really want to get to the bottom of the problem of Lashon Har, and, and whoever comes over the years to Shirim of mine, you know that I talk about this all the time, that you can't, that if you're only going to talk about the symptoms, as I do in the yeshivas, generally, the symptoms and the talk to the kids growing up, only about the problem, this problem, this yetzor, this yetzor, this yetzor, the problem, and this is terrible, there's a big avayr, and, and, and you know, you're going to be in trouble unless you correct this avayr. But no one's talking about emunah. They're just not talking about Amunah. Amunah is like assumed that everybody believes and then and, and from there we're just going to talk about all these various mitzvahs. And nobody's talking about the 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 Saitis. And the kids are growing up, just like all of us did. Unless somebody you know, unless there was a miraculous thing that you had, you know, a very unusual teacher or Rebbe that 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 spoke about these things or a parent. But otherwise it was always assumed that of course you believe. And then and, uh, and as a person that believes, how could, you know, you, you shouldn't be talking about Shnar and that this is an Avayr and so on and so forth. But, but that, that person might believe intellectually, but he doesn't live with that belief. It's not alive inside of him. And because of that, Lashnahar is a huge problem. And, and all of these other things become huge complications and problems in our, in our lives. Therefore, he says, the way to solve, let's say, the issue of Lashon Har is not just by as many people will try, and all, these, are no, these are all wonderful and noble efforts on the part of good Jews. So then there'll be this thing, like they'll do in the kids with the, in the school, especially the girls, they'll say, we'll have an hour of you know, non-Lashon Har. A non-Lashon Har hour. Right? They'll, they'll make an hour of a day, and there'll be a Kabbalah not to speak Lashon Har. And now I heard there's a drive in the community to try to strengthen the Indian of not talking in, in shul. 
So there'll be a whole thing about, you know, we'll have, a, you know, a, a Kabbalah. People are going to sign up and sign in and take part of this as Kavaldic. But that's not it. And that's why we see time after time after time that you make all these commitments and sign and, com- and say, yeah, I'm going to be good, it's going to be good, it's going to be good. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you can pull through. But generally, Al-Pirayv, it doesn't last. Because he says, he says, all of these Kabbalists, all of these commitments and these resolutions that you're making by signing up for this program or that program, all of these things, he says, are rak Kabbalists maisiyas. They're practical, they're practical aitzis, uh, practical means of trying to deal with the issue of Lashon Hara, talking in shul and so on. Ketzad l'negoyf and zeh, how to act this way. Ketzad l'negoyf and zeh, and how to act this way and so on. Ela iker amal ha'adam, but... For instance, if we're talking about speaking something about another Jew, or if somebody's talk, if we're talking about an issue of talking in shul, and I've been I've been going around really around the country, I, I slowed down a lot the last few years, but I've spent many 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 hours of my life going around talking to people about this Indian that the issue of the issue of not talking during davening is not anything other than a lack of amuna. It's a lack of amuna. And if a person would be living with the Baruch Shalom and, it's, and he's alive in your life, mamish, and you could feel him, how could you st- st- stand in shul and talk? How could you stand there and talk? And if someone says, do you believe in God? They say, of course I believe in God. But it can't be that it's, that it's a munachushis, as we're learning about, that it's something which is mamish, a lebedika God, a living God, and a living faith. So you can make all the resolutions you want. And the problem is that the Rabbanim are not, to a large extent, are not addressing the issue of simple faith. They're not talking about emuna. They're talking about the other levels. But they're not talking about emuna. So, so that's terribly frustrating. The rabbi just gave a whole speech about, about the beauty of davening. And he explained, you know, what, what, uh, how, how Kriya Torah is such an important thing. And then, and then two weeks later, this, you know, two weeks later, you can't even tell in the shul that they're laying. You don't even know that they're laying because there's so much noise. How could that be? And the rabbi is angry and frustrated, and he takes out on the island because he, he doesn't understand. I just, we just had a shear on the importance of silence and davening, or not on the importance of silence, on all the halachas of davening and all the and all the hashkaf, whatever of tefillah, and the, and the people are still talking. How could that be? How could it be that you just heard what the Mishnah Guru says and you're still talking? Because that's not the issue. The issue is not whether you heard the Mishnah Guru or not. That's good. We need to learn all, but that's not the, that's not why this guy's talking in shul. It's not because of it's not because he knows the Mishnah Guru didn't know the Mishnah Guru. I don't think there's anybody in shul that's talking that thinks he's allowed to talk. I mean, yeah, you always have like you know some person that says that, but he doesn't really think that. They know you're not allowed to talk. They also say that they believe in God. So what? So now I'm going to tell them. Uh, now what? That's why I've told you before that I get I get invitations to, the, to come to places to talk about the importance of tefillah and to give shiurim on tefillah. And I and I and I, and I used to go, I turned them down. I, I don't turn them down. This I said, you want me to talk about them? We're not talking about them. I'm not telling you because because we heard that in your shul that it's better with the talk, that, that, that the people that try not to talk and it's good, so, which is a constant milcham. Of course, we always have to try harder and harder and harder, but. So then they think, so then Warren will come down, and he'll say something about, he'll say something, and it'll be like this or like that, and, and then after an hour, then no one's going to talk in shul. But that's, that's not what it is. It's emuna. And if the Rabbanim are not going to be, if the Rabbanim are not going to be talking about emuna and giving shirim that are, 
that, that are flowing with, with ischaskis in, in emun and Hashem, and belief in Hashem, and pnimius, and what that means, emuna. So then, then they could know all the Mishaburus in the world. And you could tell the most gorgeous thing from Rabbi Shamshafel Hirsch says about Matayvu, it's not going to help. He's still sleeping during Matayvu. He only comes to shul a half hour later. And the rabbis were angry. We just had we just had a two-hour lecture from the, the biggest expert in the world on Rabbi Shamshafel Hirsch's explanation of Matayvu. You were there and you didn't even come the next week for Matayvu. How could that be? The rabbi doesn't understand. Wow, what, kind of, what kind of person are you? He said he doesn't believe in God. No, he believes in God, but he doesn't be, he doesn't live with that belief in God. So it makes no difference. And now he knows what Pshat Falher says is Pshat and Matayvu. So then, good. So he has another thing in his resume. But as far as getting up and going to shul, how could a person come late to shul? I'm not saying once in a while it happens. A person has to help with the children. Something goes wrong in the house. Christ, the person didn't feel well. But Stan, how is it, how is it possible if anybody could explain to me? I've been asking this for years. Explain to me how an adult male who's healthy and well can come every week to shul a half hour, 45 minutes, an hour late. I'd like to hear from the audience an explanation for that. Is there any explanation for that? What? He's tired. What? If there was something else that was exciting to him, he would be up on time. I said there are times where kids, of course, I know that. I'm not talking about a practical problem. I'm saying every week. Every week. And if, it's, and if there's a problem with kids every week, then he has to daven of a seeker. <laughs> then he has to daven at a different time. You can't, you know, we have to daven with Jews. We go to shul. And then, you know, we, we got to do that. That's, that's part of our... That's on the itinerary, you know. That's what we got to do. And, you know, and, and the women, of course, understand that and appreciate that, that their husbands have to go to shul on time. Right. I'm only talking about when a woman got to doesn't feel well. She just she's a kibbutzin, right? She just had a baby and there's a. I'm, I'm talking about if everything if everybody's healthy and well. I'm not talking about unusual circumstances. If everybody's okay, it's the regular stuff about a kid. You know, whatever at 7:30 in the morning, kids have a habit of, of doing stuff at that time. So, so, so how come how come this guy's not going to shul every week? And then, you know something? It was like that before we had kids too. And it's after the kids are already married too. So now he can't sleep because the grandchildren are making noise at his children's home someplace in Muncie, right? He can't get up because they're Muncie making noise, the grandchildren. Teenagers who can't get up. Teenagers can't get up because their fathers don't want to get up. And in the case where their fathers do get up, so then it's the same problem. The problem is, the problem is emuna, emuna. And the same thing I'm talking about with the Rabbanim is the same thing in the yeshivas. Unless, unless we learn this and we drill it into our heads and we, and we live with it and we daven and we cry for it and we go to the mikveh with this and we mamish, mamish, mamish burn this into our hearts we're not going to be able to get up we're not going to be able to get up our Zegas and Babas that they were able to get up and they had harder lives than us much, much harder lives than us they were able to get up, these men they, they, they got up much earlier during the week than the guys do nowadays our ancestors and they were able to get Shabbos and they daven Shabbos they used to daven 7 o'clock Shabbos that wasn't a Hashkama minion it was a Hashkama minion they used to daven 7 o'clock in Echisrael when I was a kid we lived in Echisrael regular davening was at 7.30 and my father was annoyed he says it's like it's almost the afternoon Shabbos morning my father was annoyed that it's so late and that's how they lived. So the answer is they went to sleep earlier. The answer, all of that stuff is what I was saying before. It's not the shirish. It's not the root of the issue. The root with the boys 
and with the and, and with the with those adults who are having issues with these things, of course we all have. I'll give you an example of of, of coming like this. So everybody has different stuff. That's just an example. But it's such a baffling thing, because they because it's people are so frustrated. How come I just I just gave a shear? The rabbi's thinking I just gave the most beautiful shear and tefillah in my life, and this guy this guy heard it and he didn't come to daven. And it's insulting. It's insulting, no? No, the terrorist says, stop talking to him about about Matayvu and talk to him about Emuna. And talk about Matayvu also. If you want to bring it in, that's nice. But Emuna. Because we, we, we weren't raised, they were, they didn't, we, no one spoke to us about that. It was just assumed that we, that we, that we have all of this stuff, and we don't. We just don't. It's far from us. All these things are far from us. The Chavetz Chaim himself with Chazor Vipashas Bereshis in a simple way. So that's what that's what the, that's what he's saying here, the tzaddik. El ikar amal haadam, the ikar, the main work of a person is lasakent chila as a manosa, is to is to repair this broken emuna, this weak emuna. Shetia emuna zaka ubehira, that the emuna should be clear and strong and to live with it. Vaz yakla lav harbimayd, and everything else becomes much easier. It will be much easier for to contend with all of the branches and the external manifestations of Averis. Of course, then you'll be able to deal with it. And the Lashon is not going to make you crazy each time. I have to say this, I can't say this, and i got to, do, I got to you know, put a scotch tape on my mouth. So. Like, you know, you have someone, you have these people that they put locks on their door, their refrigerator, right? Well, they used to joke about that, but people make all kinds of hachokas that they should Someone's overeating. So you have a person, you have a person that makes all kinds of locks on the refrigerator and warning, and then when you come to the kitchen, like, it goes, danger, 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 danger. <laughs> so that's not, so, so you know that a person that, a person that doesn't understand what is it that's wrong and what's, and, and how it's not healthy, the person's going to manage to get through the security system. No? Everybody's done that. You never moved like a box of cake further away? And isn't it amazing how it got back to you? So how did that happen? Like, it, it, 30 seconds ago it was over there. And you moved it over there. That means you're, you're, you're trying to say, I don't want you. It doesn't move by itself. It's, a, it's, it's inanimate. So how did that happen? The terrorist says, you brought it back to you. So what happened to your what happened to your security system? She says that's not good enough. You take the cake and you put it on top of the refrigerator. Let's make a difference. You then begin to the cherish of the problem with lashon hara. The cherish is emuna. So you could put the you could put your lashon hara like over here, and you go to this thing, you put it under there, and you put the lashon hara in the cabinet, and you hide it behind the picture of the chavetzayim, and you do all different kinds of things, right? You do all that stuff. But when it's when it's when the moon felt that the moon is not there in this way, so then you'll climb up on top, you'll get a ladder, you'll climb up to the top of the refrigerator, and you'll find the lush and you'll come back down and you say, This is what so and so did yesterday. You'll go up on the ladder and you'll get it from the top of the fridge. Let's make a difference. And you made all these security things to keep yourself away from that. You'll go up on top of the fridge and you'll get down the piece of lush and the same way you'll go up and get a piece of cake. The same you get a piece of cake. A person can a person can have no cake in the house at all, because they made it such a harchaka and they're on such a dot. They have no, and they'll find a way to get a piece of cake. That's why they have twenty-four hour groceries <laughs> and, 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 and all kinds of things like that. That a person needs some designs, right? <laughs> needs a fix. 
So there are ways, and a person will find a way. Because that's not the terrors. It's all, that's all coming, those are all branches, branches, it's all a weakness. Emunah means, to live with Emunah means that it's so clear to you why you can't say Lashnara. Because there's a boy who doesn't want you to, and who, is, who abhors that, and so on, and all that that means. Kechali says, "Shemanosah shaladam tiachayu diur benafsha kenyaza koyach kenyaza koyach v'oymitz lamol b'tarasina kedusha karoi." If the, to, to the degree that a person's amun is clear and is strong, he's going to he's going to struggle to learn Torah more, to understand more Torah. Lekayim is called prati v'digduke hadinuki hilkson, and then he's going to want to keep every single detail in halacha. He's going to want to keep all the details in halacha. When his amun is strong, there's no there's no Battle between me and halacha. Do I really have to do that, Rabbi? I'd rather not do that. I mean, when the emunah is strong, the person wants to know what does God want me to do. What does God? I'm not saying about chumras and extra things, but what is the halacha that God wants me to do? Tell me what it is because I want to do it, as opposed to the usual approach, which is I can't believe they came up with some new things. So what is that from Lakewood that came in? Right? <laughs> I can't, I, you're telling me I can't move this on Shabbos? That's a new thing that came in? I never heard of that. And I, when I was a kid in my house, we, we used to do that. I don't know what that's about. You don't want that more. You don't want any more closeness to God. So you don't want that information because it just stares your life. It gets in the way of your life. But someone who, someone who lives with this Amunah, he wants to be able to do things the right way, to be pleasing to the Creator. And to, and to be dovek, to be attached to Hashem. And he understands that if I don't keep this halacha, then, it, then it, creates a, it creates a distance between me and God. And I don't want there to be a distance. It's not a question of she, this, my neighbor does do this, or my other friend didn't do that, or my parents didn't do this. Or I, but that's all marishkeit. That's baby stuff. It's all totally infantile. I did this my whole life. And nobody ever says a problem, and now it became a problem. Is that the issue? Isn't the issue whether or not this is what God wants or not what God wants? What's the issue? Why are you saying like about, what does that have to do with that? That for 20 years you were, you, you, you were living that way, you're wearing this thing, you're doing that, and, every, and it was no problem, and now it became a problem? What's the difference how? Isn't the only question of whether or not, you, whether or not this, is, this is what God wants or God, or God doesn't want? Isn't that the question? So why are you talking about, I did this for so many years and didn't bother anybody? Or what is that? What's the difference? When did they stop people from saying, God, what do you want me to do? I'm trying to teach this to people. They don't know that, that those words, they will say, I, John, the wisdom of John, they don't see the one to say, what do you want me to do, God? Right. And when you want to resist this? Well, because the, the resistance is this, this underlying problem of a lack of, of simple immunity and, and not having a true, heartfelt desire to be attached to the Creator of the world. Therefore, all I want is a Yiddishkeit that I could be Yitzhak, in other words, I could fulfill the barest minimum without having to go to Gehenim to hell. You'll excuse me for, this, for speaking like that, but that's, that's basically it. What could I do? What could I, what could I do that the barest minimum and that I can get a signed, written agreement from God that, that after this business I get to be with my ancestors and stuff and, you know, and, and, and not to be like in a bad place? That sums up Yiddishkeit for many people. But if someone's asking, what can I do? It's the same thing with many marriages. In many marriages, it's just a question of how, how am I going say that I'm not a bad husband or an abusive wife or an abusive husband? You know, how can I not be in that category? But the question of 
what can I do for this person who I love to hold different marriage? There are some people whose marriage is only, how can I not be a bad husband or a bad wife? There are other people whose marriages are, what can I do to make this person who I love closer to me? Those are two totally different marriages. You can see it in 30 seconds. Totally different marriages. It's not a question, do you have to help with the baby this time? Do you have to help cleaning up? All of these arguments are coming from what can I do to get away with the least possible and still not think of myself as a bad guy and, and go to a good place after I die. Okay, and people who live with that, they're very annoyed by more jobs that they're given because they were hoping to get away with this project with a minimal amount of work. But when, but when a person's objective in the marriage and life is what can I do because I love you and I want to be close to you, then, then there are thousands of opportunities to do that. And the question is, how can I make it better? And what could I do? And they really want to know. It's a different marriage. And it's a different relationship to Hashem. Totally different relationship to Hashem. Completely two different people. So that's what he says. To the degree, to the extent that Amuna, that 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 Amuna is God forbid missing in a person's soul or, or weak in a person's soul, Kain Yaksha Lov Omal Hatayra Hakadoisha Bikdusha Vikium Protevidikduke Hadinim that is that is going to have a, a, an immediate impact upon your life, a weakness in the study of Torah, and observing carefully all other dinim, all other halachas. amitis, because you know you don't have a true fear of Hashem and a true feeling for that. Hashem, kol We should be zayche that Hashem should be mizake each and every each and every one of us. Mibnei that we should be able to reach this uh, truthfully in truth.